0: city council. Ellery's waving for those
1: of you. (laughs) Welcome to city council. I just got laid off. (laughs) Oh
0: god. I'm having a
1: down week, okay? So this needs to blow up tomorrow.
0: Yeah, spread this. Make sure that Ellery doesn't need a job ever again. She's too pretty to work. Or this could be my job. Yeah, this could be her job.
1: Listen, a job can be anything.
0: It really is so many different types of labor.
1: It's, I had... So many different types.
0: Yeah. What would your ideal job be?
1: Well, obviously I would love to be staffed. If anyone out there is listening, I would love to be staffed on a TV show. But right now I'm looking for copywriting work.
0: What about if like the world did not exist as is?
1: Oh, I would be on a farm. That's I, what I was I thinking. I want to have like a commune. I was talking with the, our, our friend Brody Reed about this, but I'm like, I need like to be able to just plant vegetables and live my life. I'm we love crazy.
0: plants. You have. You're a huge plant lover. Yes,
1: I have a lot of plants, but I also. That means I have a lot of bugs. So. Oh yeah. Be careful, kids. I'm just saying, it's a gateway drug.
0: A gateway bug. Okay. Ew.
1: <laughs> That's why you're the copywriter. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I start crying. Not anymore. Oh. Uh, it's fine. I'm sorry, They ran sucks. out of money. It's nobody's fault. But I will say it's funny how businesses never get in trouble for shitty financial planning.
0: If we have to give two weeks notice, I feel like they should.
1: Dude, they, it was crazy. It was like three departments. It was a lot of people. And you know, yeah, go to old round of layoffs.
0: That's so rough. And then all those people are looking for work at the same time. Dude, I
1: was thinking that because we all work in similar departments. Right. And I'm like, great. So now all of us who are, live in the same area are. It's basically like unleashing eighty five people back out into the workforce to be like, now you compete fight, against yeah, each compete other. Yeah, compete against each other. But we're gonna get into some of the workforce stuff because Jerome Powell said some real interesting things this week. But first, let's touch on the local news. <laughs> having a big week here it's the day before the preliminary race finishes so by the time this comes out the election will be over the preliminary election and the big one everybody's talking about obviously is mayor la mayor because mr eric garcetti is getting the hell out of dodge and he's becoming the ambassador to india
0: he just burned his way out of la and listen yeah. i want to say 100 percent on behalf of my people i don't support i say- going <laughs> to garcetti <laughs> As ambassador to anything? I didn't even support him as ambassador to LA. No, God, So no. I don't support him as ambassador to India.
1: But we can remember that he was supposed to get HUD, and then local Los Angeles activists made it such a loud noise about how fucking terrible he did as far as the housing crisis in LA. that The Biden administration couldn't possibly give him a HUD, so...
0: So instead, we're not sending our best to India. No, unfortunately <laughs> not.
1: They're not sending their best to India. Nope. And I'm also like, Eric Grissetti, what do you know about India?
0: I feel like he would probably be fairly offensive at a wedding.
1: He's like accidentally pro-British over there. Yeah, and he's
0: like, <laughs> you guys love that, right? He use British English. Let me not ask why. That's really funny.
1: So, yeah, the mayoral race.
0: People that are leading it. Rick Caruso, Karen Bass.
1: And Kevin DeLeon.
0: Kevin DeLeon. But I
1: voted for Gina Viola. So
0: did I. Woohoo! Rick Caruso has been getting some promo some
1: shocking endorsements. from some of
0: the richest, whitest folks around. Kim Kardashian. That's not
1: fair to Kim Kardashian's dad. Oh,
0: <laughs> are Armenians not considered white? I'm not touching that. I'm not. We don't know. We, I think in some circles, yes. In some, some circles. circles,
1: No. <laughs> Uh yeah. a so this is the this
0: is also known as the Italian question. <laughs>
1: I, was, I was like I can't say that, but you can't. I can't. Um, we hate Italians here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. We have to stop saying I that on the it's podcast. So funny. <laughs> I don't even think we know any Italians. What? Yes, we definitely do.
0: <laughs> Are you just saying they assimilate so well? That, you only yeah. know good Italians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're hiding. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh god Sorry
1: sorry. I'm in a really silly mood I haven't eaten And you know I, It's just going to my head
0: You know what would make you feel better? A Talk nice mozzarella
1: <laughs> Okay right, P. Ray
0: Sorry I did the accent Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was that was really the most offensive part of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Kim Kardashian put out a video promoting Rick Caruso, even though he's he's not helping the prison industrial complex. No, I know. He's trying to release individually person by person, but still supports the system that (laughs) enslaves people through prison labor.
1: Well, I mean, like if you think about Kardashian's life, like if one person was a mall, it would be Kim Kardashian. Like she's (laughs) that is so funny. So it's like, of course, she's going to vote for a guy who is also a mall.
0: And not a mall Clooney. That's a different thing. Oh,
1: yeah. No, unfortunately, just like the Grove.
0: Yeah, no, oh. she, but doesn't she, her family, like, there's like hotels that are associated with him that they stay yeah, at? Yeah, there are a bunch.
1: And then there was also the, so Katy Perry also endorsed him. Katy Perry, political queen. Political queen. And she, of course, is having a big event for her new album at The Grove in July. Amazing. So my guess is that was part of the deal.
0: What did Gwyneth Paltrow... Did Is he, like, sticking jade rocks up his cooch? Probably.
1: What did Gwyneth Paltrow say about it?
0: I think she just promoted him. And, you know, goop queen, very logical person, oh very practical, understands how science and <sighs> politics works. Oh, my
1: God. So many people clowned on Katy Perry. that So, she obviously, she tweeted... Caruso FTW for the win. And then so many people clowned on her for tweeting that that she followed it up with he who knows does not speak and he who speaks does not know.
0: Quote <laughs> well, by Lao Tzu. Um, <laughs> so she spoke and does not I, know?
1: I, Is that I, what she's saying? I guess so. I'm like...
0: Or these are lyrics for her new single where she appropriates Lao Tzu maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a history of doing that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's plagiarizing, and then she's also in a feud with a bunch of Silver Lake nuns.
0: What of, the fuck?
1: Did you not? Did you not know this? I don't know this. So there is a old church in Silver Lake that Katy Perry has been trying to buy and turn into her mansion, but it is a historic. It's like deemed a historical building by the city of Los Angeles. So Katy Perry has taken it upon herself to sue the nuns that live there, and one of the nuns died uh, in the course of I don't think I don't think the case has been settled yet so one of the nuns died but it's been going on since like I want to say 2014 what the fuck is wrong
0: with Katy Perry dude exactly money corrupts
1: oh my gosh and I'm also like Los Angeles that Kim Kardashian Gwyneth Paltrow and Katy Perry all live in
0: completely different world
1: completely different world everybody has an anecdotal story about crime living here because we live in a big city, but crime is down and the kind of crimes that are up are against workers. Yeah. It's like wage theft. It's like time theft. It's stuff like that. It's like, you know, underpaying people. So we'll get the scoop on that tomorrow when everything drops. We're just hoping that it'll go into a runoff and then we can spend the next four months campaigning for whoever the most left candidate is. I do think it'll be Karen Bass, but you can't win them all.
0: Speaking of the Carceral system. There were interviews in Texas about the Uvalde shooting, and one of the moms who was originally arrested and then let go, and then went into the school and retrieved her two sons. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also
1: got a lot of other kids out too. Yeah, like, she to like kids to safety.
0: Yeah, she she basically went in and like told them that the coast was clear. She was interviewed by CBS News and she was interviewed at her job working on a farm because she said that was really important to her that people see you know the work she does. The work that yeah. she does and that there, there was another farm worker there who had lost a child oh and who was god. still working. Oh my god in the heat and in you know in the sun. Insane um, and she gave an interview and she described what happened and it was really heartbreaking and she described how she parked closer to the building than the police officers and how they were putting more effort into preventing parents from going into the school than and they were to
1: going in
0: to going people. in and saving the children. Yeah, and she was only gave this interview after she, she felt safe. Judge, right? Well, she was on probation for charges from a decade ago, and she received a call from law enforcement telling her that she could face an obstruction of justice uh, charge if she spoke to the media about what actually happened there. So she was basically being blackmailed by police to not tell the truth. And then a judge gave her the confidence to speak out by telling her that she was brave and that her probation could be shortened. You know, if she Talk about her story. T- would tell her story, like she wouldn't be but punished honestly, for it.
1: It's crazy that that decision hinges on one good judge, especially when such a platform of the right is put it is like lower judicial branches and putting like loyalists in those positions. So it's like, if she didn't have this one judge like would it's she have really, been able to speak out? Would she have been able to tell anybody what happened?
0: It's really arbitrary too. And also she wouldn't have been released from cuffs if people there didn't know her and vouched for oh her. My God. Like the marshals or whatever. Ah. Like they she was originally arrested and then people vouched for her and then she snuck around and like got in. So it's it's really like arbitrary. This that's just shows like all the gaps in the system oh. and how like it depends on the person in power rather <laughs> than the system itself. And then I'm
1: also like not just that, but at this point now, the police seem to be so concerned with controlling the story. And
0: not just the police. There was a video of a grandfather I saw. who was mourning Visiting. and he was upset at the police officer who was there and he was like, why didn't you do anything? And then this white man who had nothing to do with anything was like, you should not live in the past. <gasps> you should Living in the past doesn't help anything. And it's like, of course oh you would say that for a system God. that benefits you. Fuck.
1: I, that, I mean, if somebody said that to me, I genuinely don't think I could stop myself from he was, la- launching across. Like, he was like,
0: he was sobbing. The grandfather I, was like, was in such grief and to be so fucking callous about evil. a child. Evil. It's so Living evil. In the past.
1: And I'm also like, that's not something that you ever get over. Like that, that's not your past. Like that is something that changes your life so fundamentally that you are now, like that kind of doesn't exist for you. Yeah. You're two different people who we you were before and after this event. And grief and trauma are a lot like that, where it's like, oh, it's not like an event that time, you know, it passes and you're over it. It's something that
0: fundamentally, ch- fundamentally alters changes
1: you, changes you, alter your life. And now every day of your life, you have to live as that person that you never thought you would have to be. And so for that guy to be like, oh, it's in the past. For that man, it's not in the past. Like, every day For now, those kids, he,
0: it's not. For, That's... Kids,
1: for everybody now, in their lives, every day they wake up and there is a hole. Somebody who used to be there is not there anymore. And the system that
0: enabled that to happen is still there. Yeah,
1: the and legislation still there, but like still exerting their control,
0: still allowing this to happen yeah. in other places.
1: So it's also it's like you, you're never going to get over it, and you will constantly be reminded about it. Obviously, the investigation continues into the Uvalde police response. What's being reported right now is that they waited over an hour to enter into the school. Children called 911 from the classroom while police waited outside. Obviously, the woman that we just talked about who tried to go inside and did eventually get in there and then was threatened with police action when she spoke out. But what's interesting is that a few parents of the Uvalde students and one school staffer has decided to move forward and sue the manufacturer of the firearm that was used in the shooting. And they're copying a legal strategy that was used by, I want to say Parkland, but it might have been Sandy Hook parents. I think it was Parkland. when they successfully were able to sue the gun manufacturer so you've all the parents will try to do that the manufacturer is located in georgia so we'll stay tuned
0: what does suing the gun manufacturer do does it cause them to have like tighter regulations um, are they not allowed to sell i would say those? it's
1: primarily a financial loss but if they can go through basically what they'll do is they'll ask that company for all of their marketing materials and if they can prove that they like marketed the gun in a way that was to gamify violence or to specifically reach out to, to young kids, sort of like the same way that cigarettes once got in trouble for right. marketing to teenagers, if these lawyers can prove that that's what's being done here, regulation could come, but my guess is it will probably be a fine. Yeah. Because so many things are. And then that'll
0: de-incentivize yes, them. Yes.
1: But large fines, you know, they, they do incentivize businesses to change. Unfortunately, they're typically not large enough, and then... When they are large enough, a lot of companies will pretend that they're bankrupt because bankruptcy laws...
0: Allow for them to get out of it.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of loopholes there. But it's interesting, and we'll, we'll keep tabs on it for sure.
0: I also heard the story of like a police officer asking uh, people to shout out for help, and a child did. Oh, I saw. And then the shooter killed the child. I heard that.
1: I mean, it's interesting because obviously we don't know 100% what happened, and there yeah. are tons of different reports. But yeah, I think more things will continue to come out about this, and... I honestly think that there are probably still shocking pieces of information we don't know yet.
0: It definitely like reminds me, not only are they not, these people were not trained at all in how to minimize the loss loss of life, mm-hmm. uh, but they're also by law not required to help, which was no, they're not. doubly emphasized in the Parkland shooting yeah. when the officer there did not help and was protected under a 2005 precedent. And so there was, like, an interesting meme I saw that was, like, if police are not there to help you, then they are there to patrol you, basically. Yeah. Because they have no responsibility by law to help when in an emergency no, situation. No, their job is to
1: protect capital. Yeah. Always. It's so interesting. And I was reading this story about a man who had drowned in a river while three cops watched and said that they wouldn't help because they shouldn't have gone swimming in the river. And so they called for backup for some, some other cop to come in a boat and help, but the guy died and, and nobody dived in and tried to get him out. And then they also, the wife tried to go in and they wouldn't let her. And this article was basically uh, just comparing it to day and just saying the same things that you said about how you know they don't have to protect us. And they're
0: empowered to prevent us from helping ourselves. Yes,
1: absolutely. That's the main thing absolutely. is like those
0: if those parents had had an opportunity to go in and save their children, but these people are given authority by the state to prevent people from saving themselves.
1: It's so interesting because in police academies, especially during training, there's such an eph- emphasis on the danger of the job and how, like, police I think are are conditioned to think that at any moment somebody could come kill them and that like that police are murdered very like very often, and that, we just have data that says that that's not true. Delivery drivers are killed more often yeah. on. There are, there are
0: and, a ton of jobs but, but that are more dangerous. But they're coming into
1: situations thinking, I'm the person most at risk here. It's interesting because firefighters understand the dangers of a job and they still run into a burning building. But police officers are like, well, I don't want to get shot. And I'm like, well, that's what that's what the job is. And it's
0: even beyond that, if you weren't in uniform, would you not act like those parents and go in and save children?
1: Well, some of the cops did go in and save and their And they own saved kids. their own kids. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. they prevented them.
0: But that's what I'm saying is like... If any any adult in yeah. that situation would want to save any like noble adult would want to save a child, which
1: is why like the the group think of police like policing is so dangerous. Genuinely, structures like that, whether it be the police or the military, they condition people to to be of one group mind that they might not be had they never gone through that sort of like indoctrination or training.
0: Like, and it causes them to lose their humanity as we saw here. Yeah, because it's, as if they were just an adult in a situation. Exactly. Then you But would, because it
1: applies all these like these pressures and these sort of like manipulation more or less tactics. lies, manipulation tactics. Like I read this book that they make people read at West Point and it's called On Killing. And it's basically a book about how you, as a person, like become someone who's okay with killing. We're so biologically against it. And it talked about how fewer people die like the more wars we have the more people die because we have invented ways to kill people without needing to be in the room yeah so it's a, it's a book all about like how like you as a police cadet or as like somebody at west point can get used to killing people
0: with removing ourselves from the room it's a similar thing with un- like you know homelessness yeah. and everything absolutely. as long as you're like distant from of the state. pain and the suffering yeah.
1: absolutely you can like get used to anything so sad Gun violence in America, obviously. there were shooting in eight states over the weekends. Over Memorial Day weekend, there was 12 mass shootings. This weekend in Philly on Saturday night, there was a mass shooting, three dead, 11 injured. Largest mass shooting there in a decade. Luckily, people on the ground are already talking about what do we do to fix this. There was another mass shooting in Chattanooga this weekend for the second weekend in a row there. Again, three people were killed, but 14 people were injured.
0: I was also like listening to I think it I think Lovett was talking about how the reason that we're scared of mass shootings as a society and not other things that also cause people to die like poverty like malnourishment is because those who are rich have control over everything else but you don't have control over a mass shooting beyond like the violent like it's obviously like violent and ter ter terrible and. It can. It, it's the number one reason for kids and teens to die is by gun violence now. Ooh,
1: so scary that fact. It's terrifying. So scary.
0: Terrifying. But it's also like the reason that everything else is allowed to continue is because it doesn't affect the rich and the powerful. And the mass shootings are the one thing that's like out of their control. Yeah. I and mean, all of it should be stopped.
1: To me they're so related. Like the causes are so related. 100%. And even if it's like, even with extreme, like, right terrorists, right-wing terrorists, like, people who are motivated by, like, replacement theory, whatever, I'm like, this is what happens when we make, like, critical race theory illegal. Like, I'm like, everything goes back to, like, poor education, poor health care, poor access to, like, all of it, poor childcare, all of it is, like, so deeply related, and it's, like, if we just had basic, basic support for people, I do think... If you give it 10 years, if we had like a universal basic income program for 10 years, I'm like, I do didn't, think it didn't would get better. There
0: was some tweet I saw that was like, child poverty was like cut in half when the government like, yeah, did. I don't did know the, if that's the, true. No, it's true. It's, it, it
1: was the child tax credit program. Yeah. But we only did it for two years and then Republicans. And so you're probably also seeing headlines about the free lunch program yeah. that was tied to that. That was a pandemic special. It was in the pandemic budget, and we passed it, and we thought that we would maybe be able to keep it. But Republicans shut it down, of course. But it,
0: but that's what it, that's like a case study in that it alleviated it a lot of the I'm also issues. i almost
1: like, why aren't we doing a gun buyback program?
0: Yeah, there were are places that have done gun yeah, buyback. Yeah, and they're programs. so successful.
1: And also, you don't have to turn over your guns. But anybody who would want some, like it would get, it would absolutely get fewer guns on the street. Like, yeah. Do you know? I don't see what is what is the. Like, argument against a program like that. You don't have to turn them over. It's not forced. It's an option. It's a totally optional program for anybody who might want money instead of one single gun. And so many people who own guns own multiple guns.
0: There were so many pictures of people with all All of their their guns. guns. That was
1: from a project from, like, 2016 or 17, but yeah.
0: It was terrifying, though.
1: I mean, that's the sort of family I come from, so... Really? Yeah. When my dad died, he had nineteen guns.
0: That's terrifying. Um, and
1: a bunch of them we couldn't find. We had assumed that he sold, but uh, yeah, my family is—they're gun people for sure.
0: It's so scary to me. I was always like told. bas I don't know if I was told, but it was basically like in my family. I, I at least had the thing of like stay away from guns, stay away from the military, stay away from like and they're right police. They're know? right. Yeah. They're right. It wasn't something that was ever said. It was just like a, I think, a inherent fear. Yeah.
1: Speaking right, of gun control, gun control
0: <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, not accepted by Texas A&M, but he wants to go to school next year, college. He says he's going to Blinn, but Blinn has said that they that he's applied, but they haven't responded. And just the fact that he would get to live freely after killing those people
1: yeah,
0: and get to I experience mean, the can, college life.
1: Yeah. At least we can rest knowing that whatever college he goes to, people are going to be mean to him. <laughs>
0: God, I hope he gets bullied so hard. I have
1: to imagine he will. But he's also like at any moment he could teal like turn heel and do a show, like some on Newsmax or whatever. Be like a pundit.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I mean he's got the full support of the right. He's come out to like He's come out? No, he hasn't come. King? Out. He has he's not a pundit. Happy pride. pride
1: month with Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs>
0: He's come out on Fox News types type conventions and stuff to just like loud cheers. It was really disgusting to watch. Very reminiscent of Trayvon Martin's killer uh, oh, profiting off of evil murder. Evil. Speaking of evil, but what Ellery considers a good lay.
1: Marjorie Maybe T- I don't know. T V D calling
0: babe. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene has been in the news lately. Milo Yiannopoulos... Is uh, he really
1: her intern or is that? A he joke?
0: posted on social media, his like picture with intern on it. He's thirty-seven years old. He has complained before about not being able to get jobs and to like because he's a because he's an like an evil <laughs> <Nazi> gay. <sympathetic.
1: laughs> he's an evil gay, <laughs> and Listen, so it's like being gay is okay,
0: but being evil a
1: quality. We need types of everybody.
0: You are so. <laughs> 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 Listen, that's so. Is he? If Milo, if you're listening, uh, Hillary says being gay is okay. Not um, for you though, actually.
1: Wait. So is he actually an intern, or is that a joke?
0: I can't, I don't. I can't tell. Okay, well, I think it's so funny. It feels real. You know. I don't know. Mulaney wrote on Seth Meyers when he didn't need it. So. So true. Who knows?
1: You're comparing her, her office to the Seth Meyers show.
0: Yeah, I've always said that Seth Meyers the known diverse writers' room, just like Marjorie. Taylor that is actually making me.
1: I, you guys can't you tell, know, but I start to cry when I'm laughing. That's making me cry. Also.
0: The writer's room where Amber Ruffin came out That's of. That's so, so similar funny. to Marjorie Taylor Greene oh hanging at anti-trans I hope that media. she gets caught
1: in spot.
0: I love Amber so much.
1: Watch the show. It's great. So good. It's really good. And then she also reached out to David. Ma- Ma- Marjorie. Marjorie?
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not Amber Ruffin. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor <something> Greene <laughs> said something really weird to David Hogue. I always pronounce his name wrong. Right? I thought. I don't know. I hear you and your girls are funded to come to town this week to once again try to manipulate some of my gutless, weak colleagues to vote for gun control that will violate our freedoms and leave Americans defenseless. I don't use. I don't see you on my schedule. Why not? She. There was video of her that resurfaced last. I think last year of her like going after him, like walking outside the Capitol building and like antagonizing him. And so her doing this again to him. It's clearly like a bid for publicity, which yeah. he did catch and he's and he I think sent a letter or something and he said, I don't have time to help you go viral attacking survivors, so you can fundraise respectfully David. Fuck
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, she's clearly like these people have they have no moral compass. They're willing to like he, David is a survivor himself. It's
1: crazy. I was listening to another podcast. I wanna say it was like the NPR politics podcast or consider this or something. But they were talking about how now after Mass shootings like this, there are a bunch, and Sandy Hook was really the first time it happened. But there are people who like will come after survivors and parents of victims and accuse them of lying, accuse them of crisis acting, actors, crisis actors. Yeah. A bunch of people have had to move, and it's so foreign to me that somebody can be so horribly mean to somebody who has lived through an incredible tragedy. I don't, I don't understand it. It's very I actually.
0: I experienced that firsthand when one of my friends passed away by his own hand, and people were coming after his like ex girlfriend and saying that she and it was like very like Whoa. upsetting to watch in real time. Oh my god! It was really like awful oh to see. God. I think it's because I think at the core, like this is the empathetic way of viewing that yeah. is that I think at the core people want someone to blame for these tragedies and when there isn't like in this case there is a direct perpetrator and there is a system that's responsible but if they don't want to accept that is the issue they have to blame somebody else Yeah. so they just put all of their energy that they should into reforming the system into hunting these people down and like preventing them from telling their stories and it's because they just don't want to believe that it's real
1: Yeah. I mean I think all that is also true as far as it pertains to like the Amber Hurt Johnny Depp situation where it's just like Something is so fundamentally broken like in this country as far as our response to survivors of violence. And it's it's really like debasing for me. Like I'm re- I'm constantly sort of like damn, where do we go from here?
0: Yeah. We gotta make this podcast funnier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? it's really light on the comedy, but that was maybe our fault starting. A new we podcast. did. We
0: called it comedy politics.
1: Ooh, well, there's but, a good face. But really, the nation. it's like
0: sad girl politics. It's sad girl
1: politics. I mean, I don't know how you could be anything else. But uh, there was a good face the nation poll that's like pretty ho- hopeful. Or I guess it was a CBS. CBS. Yeah, CBS poll. face
0: the nation is on CBS. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So it said that seventy-two percent of the nation believes that mass shootings are preventable. But that forty-four percent of Republicans say mass holy shootings or something. We have to just accept.
1: That is holy shit,
0: dude. You read the first half and you were. Dude, hopeful. I didn't read the second half. She didn't read the second <laughs> half. Got her in the second half. It got her. I was like, did you read the same poll? <laughs> I did. Oh my god. Uh, I yeah, it's pretty pretty. That's, Pretty intense, pretty disruptive of uh, <laughs> Republicans to just accept mass shootings as a oh my god, a thing of existing. You know they always want to go back to the days, but they never want to go back to the days where not everybody had guns. I'm like, okay, remember so the good old days when not everyone had guns. Like, remember the good old days when uh, greenhouse gases were much lower. Let's go back to those days, but with less racism. I'm
1: like, they're just so cherry picking. I can't. I like can't even begin to fathom the type of space you have to be in to to think that. And I'm like, I I guess the real fear is like, okay, you're scared of a militant government. You want to be able to arm yourselves against the government. Congrats, sure. And I don't I don't disagree with you. I'm like, yeah, governments do dangerous things, and we know that. But like,
0: not in the ways or against the people that are worried about it. Not in that way. I'm
1: almost like, if they wanted to delete your address, they absolutely could. Like, shut up. The government could absolutely come for you. But my point is, is that like. At the risk of, like, I don't know, endangering your own countrymen. I'm like, if, if you wanted to.
0: Endangering yourself, endangering yes. your children. I'm like, if,
1: if the government did overstep whatever and, and you actually wanted to rise up against it, you would need Fucking the help tanks. of your countrymen. Well, yeah, but you would also need, like. You would need. The help of your neighbors. And I'm like, if we're just. I'm just like, the, the land has become so lawless and such patchworks like between states, what certain states believe and what other states believe. It's so much.
0: (laughs) It's also like it's different worlds, right? Because different worlds are. Because they're their 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 perceived threats and their methods of solving them and like the government that they're worried that will come after them. It's not the government that we're worried will come after us. And it should be what they're concerned about. Yeah.
1: It's also so strange because They love government as far as it pertains to, like, abortions, right? Like, they love to regulate abortions. What is the difference?
0: But even them, when we say them, that is also a gradation, right? There's more support for abortion than there is for gun control,
1: I think. It's interesting because you'll hear so often, specifically people on the right, who will be like, oh, well, anybody who wants to break the law will go break the law, so there's no point in, like, writing a gun control law because people will always be able to get guns illegally. And that's so, it's also true about abortion. So why do they bother with abortion and not with gun control?
0: And I think that that argument, like, it's frustrating that it can be applied to both sides in that way, but only one side's views results in more people dying. Do you know what I mean? Like they, like the logic, the logic can only be backed by the humanity, right? Like you mean if they
1: give a shit? Yeah. Which like, is my point. I'm like, you don't give a shit about actual alive kids dying in school. Why do you give a shit about pretend kids dying in the womb?
0: Let's not live in the past. Shut up! Shut up! Let's not live in the past, as that man said to that oh father and Oh my grandpa. god. It, um, that'll
1: be good. Oh my god. Okay.
0: Okay. Next. Let's go into something a little, I was going to say less violent, but it's not true.
1: This is pretty violent. This is That's also annoying. violent in a different way. Do you want to take this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take this. I will scream and cry, but Chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, this week, this last week, he suggested that the key to stopping inflation is actually lowering wages. And his actual words, verbatim, were that his goal is to quote unquote get wages down. The first thing I have to say about that is fuck you. Kill yourself, maybe. The second thing I have to say is that inflation is due to a lot of reasons. I don't see it coming down anytime soon, but I'm just a beautiful woman. I'm not an economist.
0: Okay, that's I really hurtful to beautiful women economists, which there are. There are, sure. There are se- several. And call me. But oh my god, yeah. Wouldn't that be hot if you dated an economist?
1: I would probably feel so stupid. But anyway, so the reasons are like obviously the Western and European sanctions on Russia, specifically as it pertains to gas prices. That's a problem. Huge price gouging based on supply chain issues, which we talked about a few weeks ago. The Republicans voted no on price g- caps for gas. So They're yeah. really just getting
0: us on all sides here. Getting
1: us on all sides. So about it, Jerome said that wages are running high, and they're the highest we've been in some time, and that workers need to be disciplined by the labor market. But here's another thing. The real issue, as Jerome sees it, is that there are more job vacancies than unemployed people. And about that, I'll say two things. I'll say, first of all, we have had a million dead from COVID. So that's a million workers taken out of the labor force. Although, obviously, some of those people were not of working age. But secondly, I'll say, like, what happened to the free market? Do you know what I mean? Like, what what we're experiencing now is supply and demand. So I'm like, so wages should actually be going up if we're following that. Capitalism, so FTW, like, through, like, no, exclamation No, but point. actually, actually, I'm like, okay, so everybody else gets to participate in capitalism and you're never going to interfere with any market unless it's the labor market like unless workers have too much power and then we're all okay with intervention but as far as like price capping goes as far as income cap fuck fuck you it's
0: also like, too much power is like, what is the minimum wage now? $7.25. It's not $15 an It's not an hour. $15. And so you, that's wanna, you can't he, that's survive
1: he, off of $15. And I'm also like, that's
0: what he thinks that the labor market has too much power I know. At.
1: And then I'm also like, OK, so if you're going to have wages go down, inflation is not going to go down for a while, no matter what you do. Like Anything you do to the market right now will take at least six months to reflect in the economy. So I'm like, so wages are, gonna, are going down, and prices stay the same. So what happens to people? Who already can't afford to live anymore, who are already getting priced out of their apartments, who already can't afford to buy groceries. What happens to them?
0: They die, which will cause they a die, labor and they shortage. Homeless.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, if we're thinking about it in purely economic terms, those people are then become economic burdens to society and I'm just
0: that's like, the thing that bothers me the most is that no matter what standpoint you view it as even if you take all of the humanity out of it it logically still does not make sense which to is support the worst. their argument Yeah. so they're literally just doing it to be evil they like don't care about the economy as no. a whole they only care about it in terms of their own households
1: exactly that's so true they care about the, the 1% upper slice of the economy but then why does my life have to be so difficult because of the economy like my, my company I, just so ran out true. of money and let everybody go Jerome Powell if I ever see you in person it is on site.
0: is this a assassination threat number two no <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm he kidding. deserves
1: to live so I can beat him up
0: okay okay you have been taking boxing
1: I've been taking boxing
0: just oh, to beat the shit out of tall Jerome Powell. guy. he's
1: a tall guy how tall is he let's look it up
0: you would think that a tall dude wouldn't be so insecure about wages oh
1: they're all like that um, oh he's 5'10 never mind oh he's not that tall I. sorry I don't know why I assumed he was tall Maybe just because he's a dick. All right. (laughs) Speaking of economy budgets, Eric Garcetti. Wait, wait. Speaking
0: of a friend to the Indian people. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of someone who's invited to the wedding. (laughs) I fucking hate him. Wait, that would be
1: really funny. He might be out there at the same time.
0: Oh, in India? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great if I could just have a meeting with Eric Garcetti yeah, in India. Yeah,
1: I'd say something. We have to think of something really mean for you to say to him. Okay. Yeah. Eric Garcetti just signed in the new LA city budget. It, of course, has a 6% increase for LAPD.
0: This mm. is the thing that bothers me is that after the peak of the BLM protests in 2020, everybody was like, oh, my God, they're going to defund police. And they fucking didn't. And they're acting yeah. like they did and that it failed and that that's why crime is up, which isn't true. Can I tell you something? What?
1: so they did take away 150 million dollars from the police budget as of today it has not been redistributed that's what i'm anywhere. saying is ha- that they, they did not actually yeah they didn't actually use any they of it.
0: didn't actually defund and establish like governing
1: well i'm like okay so you defunded it but you didn't refund it anywhere of course that's not that's not what
0: we're... but they also they were also meant to take away like way more and then they barely sure. no
1: of course of course they needed to take away more but my point is, is that like if it's a pilot program Obviously, like, defunding the police is not the last step. Like, you can't just take money and services away from one department and not put it anywhere else, because then, like, what is the fucking point? Like, the problem with the bloated police department is that it takes away from other services. There was a 95, sorry, $93 billion surplus in the budget this year.
0: So, meerkats.
1: Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't.
0: I'm so upset about...
1: I know. I will say, okay, so this year's, I can't. this year's budget does put $1 billion towards the homelessness crisis, which is the most we've ever spent. But in
0: what capacity? In a exactly. way to criminalize no. them? Are in, they
1: In no way is it explained. I would be very interested in seeing an itemized receipt talking about what programs. I do think...
0: Make like a hospital bill and make us yes. itemize those receipts, babe.
1: Actually, no, I would be very interested in that. I'm very curious because I do think that part of that accounts for like a sweeps budget I know that part of it accounts for a sweeps budget yeah
0: when they talk about dealing with I fucking hate that phrase like dealing with the homelessness yeah. problem or crisis or whatever because they don't mean it in terms of like actually alleviating the suffering which is why they say dealing they, with it. they call it dealing yeah. with it because then that is a blanket or umbrella term for sweeping it under the rug
1: cleaning it up yeah Boris Johnson Finally,
0: we're going out of, out of state for this one. Out of state, um, across the pond. They had an opportunity to take him out of office in a confidence vote, and they voted to keep him in. You know, because that hair won't stop. It just won't quit. That is
1: uh, such a crazy. So they
0: they voted confidence, two hundred eleven votes for confidence, one hundred forty eight for no confidence. Which, by the way, that is the most fucking British thing to <laughs> be like, I'm gonna take you out of office by just being like. I, I, have just, no I just had no confidence in your ability no to,
1: to you keep the it.
0: role. So fucking British, very subtle burn. After his whole party gate. He
1: had a bunch of parties during. I think they said that he had upwards of 30 parties during and he was, COVID. And he was
0: fined, I believe, for that. Only
1: like $68, I saw.
0: Yeah. How many pounds is that?
1: <laughs> Bro, don't ask me, I couldn't tell you.
0: Across the pond, they're keeping Bizarro Trump.
1: Okay. Meerkats. Meerkats. This is a climate story. This is so sad. Um, Meerkats are getting sick with tuberculosis because of rising temperatures all over the world. That's so sad. They're so cute. It's cute. Also, I'm like, okay, TB, kind of old fashioned. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like TBH.
0: Oh, no. TB <laughs> Just is Delicious.
1: That's what the cool kids call it.
0: Yeah. I've had to do several of those tests to volunteer at hospitals. TB Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Is that
1: the one where your skin turns orange?
0: I don't know if it turns orange, but, but there's like a like bump under it's under the oh, skin. Okay. Yeah,
1: I've had some of those. Oh,
0: that's betadine. When you when you wipe with oh that's yeah yeah, like yeah, cleaning yeah you're right you're right.
1: Alan Cumming is in a movie with a co-star who's a chimpanzee.
0: He was in a, in this in the '90s, I believe, a while ago. Oh, okay, and so they're been, not filming. No, no, no. I thought no. He's been looking for his uh, pa, uh, a chimp that he worked with years ago, and he's been oh, looking for this chimp in. to check oh, in, and he put so out the nice. call like at least like a I feel like a month ago. And I guess they found...
1: They found him alive, but the owner did fake the the chimp's chimp's death to to skirt some PETA regulations. Like, or working animal regulations. So my guess is that the chimp maybe didn't have the best life. Mm. But I mean... But Alan found him. Alan did find him. I'll also say, you know, Bubbles did try to burn down Neverland.
0: Really? Yeah. Go Bubbles. Go Bubbles. There was, like, videos of chimps who are asking to like escape and like unscrew like the things and people that's why it's like it's so painful it. they're too smart like these animals do make me so sad because I these don't, animals are I don't fuck with so smart and they like they don't deserve to be in there and it's just like really it's it's animal jail it
1: makes me so sad like how far like we have moved away from nature and how things should be like on tiktok i'm constantly seeing people who have like pet raccoons or like pet monkeys and i'm like Stop. Like Unlike,
0: is... I, I understand like rescues, and I understand that people are still like abusing animals, and there's like need for rescues, and there's need for awareness. Yeah. But a lot, we're talking about the ones that are like exploiting animals yeah. for profit, or are
1: privately owned. Privately like, owned. They aren't. You know, they aren't rescues. They aren't sanctuaries. That's just like not how we interact. Like what is our what is with our desire to subjugate everything? Like this that's just not how you interact with nature. There
0: was a tweet that I saw, and I really wish I knew the handle of the person who said it, but they were like. Shark infested waters, you mean their home?
1: Yeah, Agreed. that was so funny. Agreed. because I think
0: that about like even d- d- in like pigeons and rats mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, we, we sit there,
1: pigeons here, and we they were supposed to work for us, and then we stopped liking them.
0: Yeah, and then now we come like you see them injured and stuff, yeah, and, people and like it's
1: rats with wings. Like yeah, it's that. really,
0: it's really like cruel how we treat animals, it's um, so cruel, and how we try to like use. I also, it makes me really disgusted. I'm like super against breeding, and I'm super mm-hmm. against like creating creatures for our own entertainment. Yeah. And it really bothers me to see people profiting off of like purebred animals that they bought. Dogs. That they bought yeah. on like Instagram and stuff, and making them <gasps> celebrities. I'm oh like, of course god. you're gonna get views because everybody wants those like pretty beautiful yeah. like whatever. But like, so it's a hundred percent benefiting the owners. Yeah.
1: When I worked with dog influencers, I would run like pop up Instagram events where you could bring your dog and like take pictures of them in different sets. And people would always bring their dogs like on Xanax. Oh my god, just like on fully on pills. That's <laughs> so, so big, sad. Like, yeah, it That's
0: was so fucking sad. Dark. Yeah, it was so dark. dark adopt don't shop
1: adopt don't shop should we
0: do some segments let's do segments segment time
1: wait let's go into let's do the local gripe okay, corner okay yeah let's do local gripe corner
0: okay so this is kind of off of what we were just talking about with animals and i'm gonna go through this really fast so i don't burst into tears um my dog passed away a over a month ago in a really tragic way, um, and ellia was there to help me, and has been a really incredible friend since. let not make this about me. Um, <laughs> it's about us. You were there with me uh, but um, to pick me up from the vet, um, but my dog passed away because I was at a dog park near my house, and there was an open gate, and there's always been an open gate, and... We were actually pretty far from the gate and she is scared of other dogs but i was like training her to be exposed to them and she got chased out by another dog like honestly moments before we were gonna leave and then i saw her get hit by a car who did not stop went all the way over her and she passed away pretty quickly and it's really fucking awful um and I've had a really hard month um, but in the last like week or so some of my friends have uh, suggested as Ellery has uh, before that we ask the city to put in proper gates in dog parks because it's super unsafe Um, and I honestly like until that happened I didn't know that most dog parks that are good dog parks have double gates like I just wasn't aware of that because the ones near my my home they have like these giant fences but there's always like one of the gates open and even the dog run within that has both sides open and so like i didn't know that that's a thing um so that's my local gripe is that i think that we need to make because we live in cities and because we demand that we have these little animal friends uh that we've domesticated or have you know been domesticated alongside us and that we so often use and the people like breed for our own entertainment and even if you adopt you know they didn't ask to to be here uh in cities and away from what makes them happy that we i think it's important that we provide safe a safe place for them to play so it's really frustrating that we don't have good, safe dog parks for them.
1: Definitely. And I definitely think that's something that we can work on, at least the ones by our house. Because there should be most of the... It's funny because it is different per neighborhood. Like, really nice neighborhoods have the catch where there are two two doors and not so nice neighborhoods. Like, people just... The funding isn't there. Like, the attention needs to go elsewhere.
0: And rich people have backyards. And, and rich stuff. people have
1: backyards, yeah. And they also have less to worry about, so they're more concerned about the little things, like in their neighborhood. You know what I mean? And they also have more time to to mobilize around that stuff.
0: And um, I was told that there was like a someone, a friend of mine who goes to Laurel Park Canyon with um, her dog. She was told a story about how somebody else's dog got bit by a rattlesnake there, and you have to get them within 40 minutes, they would pass away. So that dog passed away. So what they did was they blocked off part of the area where there are more rattlesnakes, and they put up signs. Yeah. So that's something. I mean, yeah. there's always going to be risks of with course. animals because no, they're course. still but wild animals. That doesn't you know? mean that we but can't
1: take every measure like possible. In fact, that's why that we take every measure possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my local gripe this week also has to do with... The city, I've been getting really pissed off about the lack of trash cans in my neighborhood. It feels definitely like a policy choice. For instance, in Disneyland, every 15 feet there is a trash can. And obviously in Hollywood, the streets are littered with trash and there are no trash cans. And that feels like a very simple one-for-one.
0: When Uh, I moved here, there was definitely like way more dog poop on the street and I think that's like, people were like, why don't you pick up after your dog? And it's like, I can go blocks without finding a trash can. can, And then like a lot of dumpsters are like tied down because there's no city trash can. Yes, there are a
1: lot of dumpsters are locked, so it's not like you can just use a business's dumpster. And then I'm also like, it feels like a no-brainer. You have to make stuff like that easy for people and if there are trash cans, people will throw things away. If there are no trash cans, people will not throw things away. And the reasoning that police use for sweeping encampments specifically, is that there is trash collecting outside. And so it's like, if we just provide people with trash cans, We'll use it. And also, hey, guess what? That's job creation because now somebody needs to come take them out.
0: That's, But that's the other thing is that it puts a burden on city workers whose job it, it is to keep this these areas so clean. clean. It, it is, And in, it also, like, there was, I remember I was, like, walking my dog and there was a person with a trash can. And I was like, can I throw my poop, like, the dog poop away? And he wouldn't let me. Shut, and I'm like, trash is trash. Uh, but it's like, it also becomes a precious commodity yeah. when it's withheld.
1: Exactly. And that's,
0: like, an insane thing that you can't even you know, dispose of things properly. Dispose of
1: anything anymore. And I'm like, that's why our streets are fucking dirty. It's the same goddamn thing with public restrooms. I'm like, if we just built the infrastructure, the problem would go away. And when we try to punish the poor by taking those things away, we punish everybody. We punish everybody. And now the city is gross, and they're like, nobody's willing to do anything about it, even though there are plenty of things that we could do about it. In my old neighborhood,
0: there was a trash can that like burned down. It like melted to the ground and they didn't replace it for months Bro. so you had to like go out of your way to like throw dog poop away and it's not in a like in a bad neighborhood by any means it's in a neighborhood that has been gentrified yeah.
1: Well, then also like here's the thing: good neighborhood, bad neighborhood. Exactly. That's just how we describe places that have more and less resources. hundred percent. That's like, what I mean. It's like yeah. it's
0: a it's a neighborhood that's been gentrified, and even they don't have the ability to like to get to get what they.
1: Well, that's also because so many of that responsibility now like falls on like business owners and private citizens. And I'm like, no, that's what a fucking government is for. <laughs> Please, like, please understand that that's what a government is for. <laughs> that's
0: what I think all the time with all these, like, GoFundMes and p- people unwilling to donate. We have to take care of each other because we're not being taken care of. And it's so frustrating that I have to pay taxes and also don't, like, help my friends. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. really hard. And we're
1: all constantly sending the same $20 back and forth.
0: You know it. So those are our local gripes.
1: Those are our local gripes. Should
0: I think this will be good motivation for us to, like, actually act on them. Yeah. And try to, like... I mean, change and like update our you guys.
1: City council person is in the air right now. But when we figure out who it is, we'll be emailing their office. Yep.
0: All right, so for our next segment, we're gonna do fuck Mary Kill Bill, <laughs> one of our favorites. Our
1: favorites. Our favorite segments. We have some interesting ones this week, okay.
0: This one is insane. State rep Brian Slayton from Texas, from a little bit east of Dallas, saw videos of Pride events. Happy Pride, everybody. And saw an event that was Drag Your Kids to Pride. It's a drag show that kids could attend and decided to introduce a bill that bans children from being allowed to see drag
1: races. Oh my God.
0: Instead of, you know, addressing gun control in his own fucking state where all of these horrible things have been happening to children. He's decided that queer people are the problem. Oh, god. That We're going uh, introducing our next segment. Oh, god. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's like all I mean, of the I mean, that's news. pretty a
1: good one, but yeah.
0: Okay, can you tell me about yeah, the, next yeah. so the next one? Yes. the
1: next one is from Nadia Velesquez She's a Democrat from New York. Basically, it's a an amendment to the Small Business Act ppp loan out program the paycheck protection program was a program that was in the pandemic for business owners to protect paychecks a lot of people collected private loans and a lot of people committed fraud so this amendment extends the statute of limitations for fraud by borr- borrowers under the ppp loan out nice which is true because a lot of a lot of huge ass businesses got private loans loans i worry that they'll go after, you know, like, smaller citizens who needed them to cover their bills, but whatever. And then this act was introduced. Actually, there's been a lot of conversation about it. This was introduced by Jared Nadler of New York, the Protecting Our Kids Act. It provides for an increased age limit on certain firearms, prevents gun trafficking, changes how legal ghost guns are, and encourages the safe storage of firearms. So, a real, like, gun safety bill. A lot of Democrats are obviously
0: on. Okay, so going to marry that one. Yeah. Going to marry the gun safety bill, especially after recent events. Going to fuck the small business one that prevents fraud from happening. And going to kill kill the (laughs) anti-queer, we're afraid of seeing men and women dressed as each other or just, like, really good makeup.
1: I'm so What are you going to, you're going to
0: outlaw TikTok? Yeah. You're going to outlaw YouTube? What, what are you, you- going to, you're going to outlaw people in your, those kids' That's families? The thing.
1: They're never going to be able to, like, get rid of us, but they can make us less safe.
0: This is the, the fundamental appeal of the queer community, is that there were so many people in it that just decided that there are all these, like, stupid fucking rules that we made up in our heads that don't actually help anybody and actually harm people, and the fact that they're able to think outside of the box, uh, in, within, with regards to like presentation and gender and, you know, attraction and everything. Like there's so many, like there's so many things that we abide by on a daily basis, like social norms that we don't even think about that we don't need to. And like puts all this like unnecessary, like burden on our shoulders. And so fucking happy pride. I love the queer community. And then also
1: like queerness is an ancient practice. Like
0: are you going to go, you're like, it's a witch thing? And no, it's not a witch thing.
1: I just mean, for, for literally, like, for centuries, people have been experiencing gender dysphoria. People have been dating people of the same gender. We have, like, proof of trans people since the beginning of time. Like, it's always, always, always been a thing. And you're like, not
0: telling me that one of Jesus' followers didn't have a crush on him. Dude! Are you kidding me? Those
1: abs? The first Backstreet Boy.
0: Oh, my God. But, like,
1: I mean... You, you can, I'm just like, why, why, why would you like try to legalize what animals do? Do you know what I mean? Like it's so natural and it's, it's been for so long and I'm like.
0: It's also fucking fun. It's
1: fun. It's so it's fun. fun
0: to be, to be, que- to pride be is, queer. pride is queer is like, Pride is like my other, I think Halloween and Pride are my favorite holidays because they're just like really fucking fun yeah. and like people get to dress up and, and be free. You know I what I mean? I always
1: think that about like. There's, I mean, in LA, this is not really a typical problem, but in the middle of the country, I'm like, straight guys who just have never thought about the way that they dress or the way that they want to present, I'm like, have fun with it. Like, the way that you experience gender can be fun, and it can be experimental, and like, you're allowed same to take... Same with sex. Same with sex. But that's like, it's and so you're allowed loaded. And you take big swings, and like, it doesn't matter, and I'm like, we should live in a world where like, you can be anything you want, you can try anything you want, like, you don't have to worry about like what how will people treat me if I wear this thing or do this thing it's like your life is so short you should be able to experience like I if I was a man and I never got to experience being a girl I think that would kill me and in the same way I'm like there's so many things about being a man that I would love to experience I'm like it's not do you know what I mean you're always allowed to be in flux
0: yeah and shout out to the goth kids in Utah who were like really holding down yeah. presentation cuz like at the time they were getting made fun of a lot and they were, you know, not everybody understood them, myself included. Like I definitely was guilty of of holding to social norms then, but like they fucking did what they wanted to do. Fuck yeah. And it's dope. That yeah. was cool. That was cool. <laughs> Final segment,
1: mutual aid babe of
0: the week. We have a friend of the pod. <laughs>
1: friend, oh, I would definitely categorize it as a friend of the pod.
0: Yeah, I love them. Ground I, Game I LA. do give them
1: a $10 donation every month. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, I just do it through Act Blue, is their yeah. thing. But I, and you can too. And you can too, genuinely. You can go to their website, which I believe is groundgamela.org. GroundgameLA.org. They do a lot of really good stuff, they mobilize voters. They're a nonprofit. They have a lot of endorsements for this coming election if you, God forbid, haven't voted yet. I really trust them to help me know. And I also get texts from them. And basically they'll help me know like what the activations are. They help me know like what are the bills that are coming, what you know, what can I do as a private citizen to help mobilize against things that I don't believe in in my state.
0: And also to support the community. Like, they donate supplies, you can yes. volunteer. They really help with uh, other mutual aids as well. I literally
1: just got a text message <gasps> from them right oh now. My God. And it says, hi, Ellery. This is Amy from Ground Game. Last day to vote is tomorrow. Will you save the day by texting to get out the vote for LA Progressives? So yeah, this is an opportunity right here for me to phone bank and text bank. And I think I will do that later since I just got laid off. They're a really great organization that I am proud to donate to.
0: Yep, so look them up, Ground Game LA. Yeah. And Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. This episode of the City Council podcast was written, created, and produced by Paula Biganalan and Ellery Smith. Our music was written and produced by Ruby Ibarra. Be sure to follow us at City Council, spelled S E L, show on Instagram and Twitter for more weekly podcasts and monthly live stand up comedy shows. Thanks for listening.